Hey, Devil fans, you're tuned in to the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast, and here are your hosts, Chris Cole and Dan Martin. What's up, Uncle Puckers? You're listening to the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm here with my partner, Dan. What's up, Dan? What's up, Chris? How are you today? I'm doing all right, man. How about you? Not too bad. Um, in between games right now, we're coming off a very commanding Devils win, 3 nothing over Chicago. Uh, yeah. I think going into that game, we were saying, you know, it's time to show that you can beat the teams you should beat. Yeah, that, that we, we said that was a get-right game. Yeah. After, after the, the, the Flyers win, that was not very convincing, and then the Nashville Predator lost the, the two nights earlier. Uh, this Chicago game was a game against a team that, on paper... You were better than in the standings. You were better than go out and play them like you're better than them, and right. they did absolutely. You know, I was thinking about something during that game that you said in the last podcast when we were talking about the Nashville game, and we're talking about how at the end they basically just uh, we're just going to hang back. We're going to play defense, you know. And you yes. said, "What are they trying to channel the '95 Devils? Like this yeah. isn't that team, right?" But this game, they seem to channel the 95 Devils because they looked a lot like them. <laughs> they definitely shut them down. The third period was... Counter-punching. Was, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, they 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 capitalize on their chances when they can. And the goaltending for uh, mm-hmm. Chicago was very good. Yes. and uh, But they just skated them into the ground by the third period. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I, I, that first goal, the Hamilton goal. Yeah. Jack Hughes... <sighs> Play was a thing of beauty. Yeah. Was that one of the most beautiful entries and just the, the possession Beat of the three puck or four possession? Guys. Three or four guys, and then just made a gorgeous pass to Hamilton. Yeah. I, I rewound it three times watching it. Yeah, it was amazing because Hamilton steps in with a great shot, but you just look at that play. That kind of setup man magic doesn't happen very often in no. this league, you know? And you got great players that come and go that are, you know, the rare few that can do stuff like that. The Devils have something special in Jack Hughes. Yes. And it was a, a very, very convincing game. I mean, yeah, yeah it was only 3 nothing, but it was there, there was at no point in that game that you felt that Chicago was going to gain any momentum at all. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what, too? It, games like that, It's you're, you're right when you say it's only 3 nothing. The score doesn't tell the story because... You know, like the domination, uh, it, it was greater than 3 nothing. Yes. You know, it did not look in jeopardy. And it's not to say Vanacek didn't have any hard shots. He had a couple. He had a great performance. He, you know, posted the shutout, and uh, that could have very easily been spoiled. But it, it, it felt like that game, they weren't going to lose it no matter what. They controlled the puck so well. It was a complete domination. You know what impressed me most about Vanacek's game in that uh, against Chicago? He... Ate up everything. There were no yeah. rebounds. Uh, he ate up everything. And Chicago, you know, their first shot was all they were getting. And Devils kept a lot of it to the outside. You know, a lot of you know, right, um, right inside the zone. There was nothing up close. They they really did a fantastic job defensively. It was impressive. Um, you know, so we're off to the Islanders tomorrow. Yes, Friday night. Uh, that game, I believe, is in the Isle in the on the island, or is that at home? That game, let's see. I'm just looking at it. We're not it is home. Prepared. That it, is it, home. It, it's at the Rock. Yes. And we played them already one time, and we played them in the uh, on Long Island. Yes, so early in the we, season, and that was one of the Devils' early great performances. Also, you'd have to admit we said it then. I believe it now. The Islanders were just on their heels with a bad performance, and you know they are definitely going to look to write that because they were not the same team that they've been. If you've watched them over the last 10-game stretch or whatever, they're, they're a much better team than that. Well, they have 32 points. They're 11 points behind Devils in the standings. Right. Um, they're 16-11-0. and 0. Uh, You know, they're, they're not a bad team. I, I feel like they're a little bit better than their record suggests. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of, you know, they, they do get good goaltending. They're a veteran team. You yes. know, they're, they're tough and they're gritty. And that's going to be... You know the la- the thing. Oh, the last game, the first game that we played against them, I thought that the thing that really separated us from them was our speed. They could not keep up with our speed. Yes, um, absolutely. So you know, you watch that game against Chicago. You go back to the you know Philadelphia game, the Nashville game, and we talked a little bit about the Philadelphia game where Philadelphia took away those um, you know those clean breakouts that the Devils were getting. 
they took that away. Devils had to resort to the, the dump and chase and throwing the puck in and going and getting it. And they did it because they were just too fast. And they were more physical than Philadelphia in a lot of those corner battles and board battles. And they were able to generate some scoring chances that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you watch the Chicago game where the breakouts were clean. They were crisp. They they did every, you know, this team. So they're kind of getting to a point where they can play with anybody. And if you aren't going to play their style, they'll beat you playing your style. Uh, and it's it's pretty impressive to see. And you know, I don't know where this you know, train stops, but it's a hell of a lot of fun watching them. Definitely. And they've gotten to the point now, there was an Atlantic article about, hey, uh, the Devils are really the team Chicago is going to try to be in a mm. few years. They're rebuilding right now, and they should take lesson from the Devils, and that could be them in a couple of years. And so, you know, you face Chicago right now on the on the downturn, and you realize that. And that's, of course, where the Devils were a few years ago. When they face a more veteran team, like you're saying, you know, that was a very good point. Islanders are not the same team. Even though, you know, points-wise, it's not maybe like a huge dramatic difference between the two positions. Although it's, you know, pretty significant. The the uh, the, the Islanders have what a few teams have on the Devils that is a little bit of experience. Knowing what buttons to push with the younger, less mature team, I think it still counts for something. And that's going to be interesting because the Devils have faced a few teams like that, and they just kind of overpowered them. Like just, you know, it didn't matter that these more veteran players had maybe more, I don't know, skills as far as playbooks and situations that they've seen that they could pull out. Um, they just overpowered them. Yeah, this this team is has a lot of this Devil team has a lot of mental toughness. They they don't let things get to them. There's rarely ever any you know slump shoulders in that right. on the bench and just you know even when things aren't going their not things aren't going their way. Which you know we could say this season there hasn't been much that hasn't gone their way. Not much. I, I mean, this, this, but even like a few of the calls, like hell, the fans were losing their shit. And the Devils didn't look that upset about it. In the and Toronto somebody, game, yeah. yeah let's, let's look at that exa- for his example. And a couple other times where in the past you might have seen like more dramatic reactions when they didn't like a call against right. them, slamming doors, stuff like that. Now they're just kind of rolling with that, right? Robbie Fatorik throwing benches on the ice. <laughs> yeah, definitely did not get any Fatorik bench tossing, anything like that. Well, let me ask you a question. At this this sample right now, 26 games played. Right. Does this team have any glaring faults? No, not any glaring faults. It's just, you know, the question marks about how damn good is this team? They really are perplexing because you almost can't believe the trajectory that they're on. Like, you know, you keep rising. This thing, it feels like a rocket ship that's got to level off a little bit just because, you know, common sense-wise, well, that's President's Trophy pace they're on. That's... That's like, and who does that? Who goes from their season they had last season to President's Trophy? I'm not. It's it's pretty rare. So that's why I think everybody's like, is this for real? Even though it's right in front of us, yes, it's for real. As far as glaring faults, I mean, what can no? That I mean that sounds like this is why this team's not successful. I'm looking for that. This team's being successful. I don't see any glaring faults. Okay, um, I kind of agree with you. I don't see any glaring faults. I mean, I, I do think that. I mean, no. I, 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 there's. If you put a gun to my head right now okay. and say, "I'll get one," all right, go get one, and then say, you know, who do you want to get rid of on this team? You have to get rid of somebody. It's a I water mean, gun. It, 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 but even a water gun, okay. I would say. I, I mean, there's but nobody. It's full of piss. That's fucking disgusting. Why would you? How do no, first, first of all, how do you piss into a fucking water uh, a water, water gun? Carefully. Or do you piss or into something? Do you piss into like a paper cup and then you kind of. Well, you Squeeze the water gun in the sink. You don't get it all in the water gun. That's true. No, it's going to run all over the place. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. know, are you wearing gloves? Is it your piss? Let's start there. You know what? It's going to be a mystery. You're <laughs> you're going to have to tell me. <laughs> well, or you can answer the question. Does it taste like your head. pee, Dan? Um. <laughs> this is not mandatory. Just answer your question. I don't want to have to. Use There's this. nobody on this team that I, I you know. By the way, it was your own question. I, I didn't put the go. question to you. You I feel put like, the water gun filled with piss in my. Uh, I feel like me. you started this. I don't know what the fuck I'm even saying right now, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no. I think I get your point. You do. 
Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't. No, I mean, there's just there's nobody on this team that I am, am like, no, we have to get rid of this guy. This guy's, you know, a liability. Nothing. Yeah, like glaring. Glaring liability on that guys, team right? that, you know, just right. every time they get on the ice, you're just like, oh, fuck. You know, yeah, we no, like, a lot of those dudes. We bust certain players' balls. That's true. Uh, we went off talking about Severson and how he's a defensive liability at times. I'm not saying that's not true, but is he like, oh, fix this now or you will not go anywhere in the playoffs? Absolutely no. not. Do you know uh, SB Nation all about the Jersey oh, yeah. article from Jared W. Moore? He has a whole list of flaws with this Devils team. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I did read this and Zero I attribute serious. most of this bullshit to clickbait, but you know yeah. we can go through this because it might be fun. Sure. All right, well. You know, he he starts off basically by saying, you know, this team really doesn't have a whole lot of flaws, but I'm going to make a few up and, you know, get people to, I don't know, follow me on Twitter. So, so did you follow him yet? No, I don't oh, have okay. a Twitter account. I mean, sure you do. It's uh, Uncle Puckers on the Uncle Puckers, right? Is, like no, it, it's is it hashtag the uncle <laughs> under slash uncle under slash Puckers? No. Where's Evie? We got to get Evie. She'll tell us. where. The truth is, if you search Uncle Puckers, you'll you'll find find our Instagram account. That's right. That's how I find it. All right. So he writes his first thing here. The devil's core lacks playoff experience. Right. All right. Now, there's some truth to that. I mean, you do have uh, Andre Palat, who's won two Stanley Cups and, uh, you know, has a boatload of... Stanley Cup playoff experience, uh, like 138 games worth of playoff experience. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you have, um, he writes in here, Eric Hollis played 61 playoff games, Brendan Smith yeah. 56, Dougie Hamilton 54, Tatar 40, Graves 25, Marino 17, Siegenthaler 11, Vanacek 3. Um, there are a few Devils that were on that team that made the playoffs five years ago. I think uh, it's Heischer, Bratt, Wood, and Severson. And, yeah, they played five games between those guys. But you do have some Stanley Cup playoff experience and some, like, really good Stanley Cup playoff experience. Do I think that this team right now is going to crumble in the playoffs because they don't have more experienced guys? Absolutely not. Um, You know, uh, I don't think it really matters. Eventually, you know, you're going, when a team makes a deep run, uh, it's not because they have tons of guys that have been there before. No, you make a great run because you're a great team and you're well coached and you play good hockey and you have good goaltending. I'm I'm glad to have some level of, you know, uh, experience though with them in that. You know, I think it's weird because I think it's one of those intangibles that, it's not like the guys, you know, guys, we're down three games to two, but let me tell you a story about what happened to me. And like that, exp- <laughs> I don't think it's that. I think a little bit of it's like the intangible uh, confidence of, you know, been through this, know how to get through it. But, um, you know, so that's worth something. But it's definitely, he's, it sounds like he's overstating it to me. Like, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't think that that was something that would hold this team back. You know, I, I just, right. like we said before, nothing... There's been no moment this season that has seemed too big for this team. And I think the playoffs, they will take it exactly the same way. They will go into it that, you know, they they control most games that they're in. And, yeah, it is going to be a little, like you said, things are going to level off. And these guys are going to get a little tougher. And they're going to get, uh, you know, a little bit, you know, they're going to get kicked in the teeth. Every once in a while, you know, they're not going to only lose four games for the rest of the season. Uh, and it's how they come back. And I think come playoff time, this team is going to be a hell of a lot better than what they are right now. I think that's a very, very fair prediction. Let me play a little devil's advocate. Though. Please. Do you think that sometimes I'm trying to I can't really I don't have the memory for a perfect mental inventory on this on, on every team. But, you know, definitely it jumps out at me with the devils that. You need that playoff experience that ends in heartbreak to that ends in a, oh, we should have, oh, we were this close. And then you come back stronger. Like that seems to be something that, I mean, you take 1994. Yep. Uh, it's like, damn, you know, you didn't even need to let that game, that series go to seven. Next thing you know, you're in the Stanley Cup finals. 
you, you know, a lot of Devils fans will look at it and go, they should have had another cup that year, should have had one against Colorado. But, you know, in other words, it's the whole thing, the, the semi-dynasty kind of started off with a, uh, you know, a, a final loss to the Rangers. And in an improbable seven. deep run right. that was ended. But I'm not saying that this team is going to win the Stanley Cup. Right. I'm just right. saying You're that different. I don't think that their lack of playoff experience is going to stop them from a deep run. That's I do point. think yeah. that, you know, look, right now... It's like the, my example, 94, you, right. they they would be, that's considered a very deep run. Right. right? And, and then I mean, this team makes it to an Eastern Conference final and right. loses in a Game 7 heartbreaker. Right. Yes, they will come back stronger and more determined next season because you know if you look yeah, if you if, if 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 history is precedent they did that already in '95 and they come back and win win the cup. So, you know, yeah, do Good I point. do I think they're going to win a Stanley Cup yeah, right now? You put a water gun fill with piss to my head again. I'm going to say probably not. No, probably not. Then no, I, I I wouldn't say that they're you know are they are my top maybe. Seven or eight teams that I think can make a run right now, yes. But again, win a Stanley Cup? No, probably not. Deep playoff run? Yeah. Uh, there's nothing that shows us right now that that they're not capable of doing that. Right. So the next point that he makes is actually something that we talked about a few times on the podcast, and, and his his start, third jersey, the, <laughs> the jersey jersey. Why were they? Why was the first time they wore the retro reverse in Philly? It's very odd. Yeah, that was I, fucked you up. You think that would be at a home game? It should have been at a home game. Why did you we, think of that? By the way, the jersey itself. Yeah, I loved it. I liked it. Yeah, I, I loved the whole ensemble. I really do. Yeah. The pants, the gloves, everything. I thought well, it was kind of cool. Awesome. They all got you know new gear with it too. I'm like also thinking, you know, Vanacek. You see some of the guys out there. They got their third jersey goalie setups. Right. You ever see that? You know. Yeah. Like, a lot of guys are doing it now. With with a whole new setup oh, for yeah. their third jersey? Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. They break all that in, but they do that, and it looks pretty cool. But that's a whole other story. But, yeah, I did like that jersey a lot. Uh, yes. Evie was a little bit like, uh, eh. Really? Yeah, I was, I was like, I was kind of surprised. I figured, yeah, being a kid, she might, like, really respond to that. You're like, eh. I think oh. they're awesome. I really like them. Yeah, I want cool. one. Yeah, they were cool. <laughs> now, are they going to come in another color variety? Or that's it, right? I think that's it. Like an... Yeah, like I, that I, looked like a, a home, and it, it, I wonder what their way would look like. Well, what's going to be the dominant? You color? mean the Red? color one? Yeah, I don't know if they have one. I think it's just yeah, that one, right? I was imagining yeah. those colors in and like. A, you know, that would, that so you're saying white. you want a retro reverse reverse jersey? Yeah, the double reverse, the Uno. That's fucking crazy talk. Yeah, yeah. Now it's getting wild, which is another Uno card. It is, yeah. and a hockey team in Minnesota. Kind of like those colors, really, when you think about the it. The Minnesota Wild. No, or no, the no. Uno card. The Uno wild. card is the retro reverse colors, kind of. Is sort it? They got red, blue, yellow, yeah. and you know what I think is really kind of weird what? about the retro reverse jerseys, or not weird, but just like the Colorado Avalanches retro reverse are basically yes. the old Colorado Rockies jerseys. It's the same that's right. look, and, and they're wearing yeah. And so. then we got one that's kind of a so, mashup of two different jerseys. That's the yeah. idea? The Kansas well, City? The Kansas City Scouts. and the Colorado and colors are in there. Yeah, where They should have just given the Devils the Colorado Rocky ones, which I, is the ones that like the Avalanche the are wearing now. Right. And the Avalanche should have just worn it like a cool retro Nordique one. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know what? Fuck them. We'll take the Nordiques at this point, because they took our... And because I thought that was a cool jersey. I know what that has the to Nordique do with The Nordique jersey? Yeah. No, it has nothing to do with New Jersey. But I'm just saying they took ours. So let's take theirs. Well, we didn't take... We we came from there. And they came from <laughs> Quebec. You see? This is like... Who was on first? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so he says the Devils could stand to get a little tougher. Okay. Now, when we talked about this, yeah, we, we talked about, you know, the fact that, you know, we'll go back to the game. I can't I think it was against Ottawa. When right. he sure got that cross check into the yes. fucking ribs, and yep. even a couple of games before, also maybe against Ottawa, where Vanacek got uh, drilled, um, the, the guy skating across the crease, yeah, and yeah. knocked him out of the game. Yep, and there was no response. Now, to me, I kind of maybe I'm just old school. I kind of feel like you know there there needs to be a response. At you least have, a kerfuffle. Yeah, let's call a, it a, yeah, a slight kerfuffle. Yeah. I'm not saying drop the gloves and go at it, but right. you at least let him know that his actions are not appreciated. Yes. 
And the they were devils, like, oh, what happened? And they just kept skating. The devils were basically, yeah, they they didn't do anything, and and I didn't like that, and yeah. I felt that you know that toughness needed to be there. Now that's how I perceive toughness, and right. I feel that there are you know some dudes on this team that lately have kind of stepped up a little bit. Brendan Smith's been kind of that guy that'll take the body now. Right. And uh, be a little bit more physical. Wood has always played that way. True. Um, and there are not many other dudes on the line in the lineup, though. No, that. no. I mean, this is, I guess, what you get when you got the quote unquote skill team. You're not saying you're going to have any toughness there. And you know, look. Let's be fair. When you define toughness, and this was like his other thing about you know, the other. The, well, yeah. Like, we'll talk about not, it. I don't think we're talking about the same things as some people. We- because the Devils play a tough game. They play solid. They will block shots. They do all those things. But when we see toughness, I think what you're talking about, about standing up for each other and that kind of thing, it shows, like, the heart and, like, you know, um, a little bit of pride, stuff that has nothing to do with actual gameplay. I agree. And, and I'm going to read you what this guy wrote here about this toughness. Right. And one of the paragraphs he writes, You're either willing or capable of battling in the corners, forechecking and backchecking, or you're not. You're either willing or capable of going to the dirty areas and be willing to pay the price, or you're not. Well, I can't argue with that because you're, it's one or the You're other either scenario. willing to sacrifice, get down and block a shot with the game on the line, or you're not. Okay, now we get it. The 22-23 Devils have more of those type of players than the team has the last few years, but adding another one wouldn't hurt. In what any game this year, did you feel that this team was not doing the things that it needed to do as far as battling in the corners, you blocking shots? No, this is me asking you. Oh, okay. Did you feel any time, like, oh, man, if we could just, you know, these guys aren't willing to, or capable of battling in the corners or they're not willing or capable to forecheck or backcheck. No. This is one of the best backchecking teams in the fucking league. Absolutely. Like, dude, what are you talking about? This it is, is funny fucking clickbait. He, he says... You know, toughness, and then he goes on basically to define it, which is nice of him. And I'm going to say, you know, with those examples, you're willing to do this or not. But I would tell you, that's not the toughness this team lacks. No. This team lacks none of that. Now, well, I think what we were talking about when we said, you know, I have one or two more players who are a little, a little more tough and stuff. It's more like, you know, it's just in certain situations where it's almost like you got to protect your team's reputation without sounding too much gangster bullshit you know, it, there is a little bit of you're not going to let your team get pushed around. Right. And it's not so much like um, you need to actually physically fix something at that moment. Like when the skilled player just skates away from us something instead of engaging a kerfuffle. Um, I, I get it. They're like, what the fuck? I'll just go score. I'm not right. I'm not settling this this way. It's almost like a very European, a very skilled player attitude to take. And then there's the other stuff. And let's face it, not only do fans love it. I think it carries you far in situations to have that team toughness where we don't let our teammates get taken advantage of. It shows that, you know, we're willing to play together to that level. Right. And um, maybe in today's world of business, there is no place for that anymore. No, there is. There is a place for that. I think there is, and I think it does carry you through playoffs. And and it's huge in the playoffs. Yeah. But but, that kind of toughness. But our, yeah, our idea of toughness and this guy's idea of toughness are, what he's saying is a... And then to end it with, you know, well, the Devils do have those types of players, but adding one wouldn't hurt. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's get another great shot blocker. I mean, that's really going to be what holds us back. I don't see that. Uh, I mean, that's not necessarily the type of defenseman we need. If we were going to take on a defenseman, I'd want somebody who's defensively sound and could pitch in with a little bit of offense. That's my criteria. Right. And to replace somebody who's less defensively sound. And I'm not ta- looking for, oh, uh, we need a defenseman with so much toughness. I don't I don't think this team needs that. I, I just, and I, this kind of stuff just bothers me when, you know, these are devil fans writing this stuff and devil fans reading this stuff. And I just feel like, you know what, dude, if you're, you know, just be honest about the team. Like, that's that's not honest. All right. But and, to be fair, how many devils fans say, oh, man, you know what we need on this team? A Scott Stevens. And uh, look, as much that. as that's annoying, <laughs> everyone's going to obviously say yes. Because who doesn't want a Scott Stevens? Yeah. So if this is this guy... But that's not his idea of toughness. Maybe, maybe. I don't know what he's trying to say. Sometimes 
I was reading that. I feel like maybe I'm just being unfair because I don't like the way he writes. <laughs> I just don't. And like, All what right. are you doing? It's just, well, here's so the maybe next. like, would you trade one of our guys for Scott Stevens? And if so, wouldn't you say we got tougher? I guess I'd have to say that. Yeah. Right. So, right. I mean, maybe but, in but, that sense, he's got a point. But no, be because his idea of toughness is completely different. Scott yeah, Stevens I know. Was, I know. Uh, was a tough dude. Yes. We had a lot of guys. He would on do those, those old, things, but yeah. we also have guys who do those things. And he's right. not talking about the stuff that Scott like, Stevens Like, we... Did. we Absolutely. We, I mean, I do have to say, the one thing, I, there was a shot on Vanacek in that Chicago game. Maybe it was the Flyer game. And Hamilton was right in front of the shooter, and he didn't even attempt to block the shot. And it was a great scoring chance. And he was right there, and I was like, dude, you didn't even get, like, he kind of moved out of the way on it. Um, so maybe that's it. Maybe that's what he's doing. So let's get rid of Hamilton and, uh, and yeah. get, get somebody... Well, that's willing to do that. And, and again, so. that's one time that I have seen this happen right. in 27, 26 games or whatever. And this team does block shots. And they do yeah. they back check great. And and you look at the flyer game. Talk about four checking. They yes. took the puck every time they dumped it in. Yep. You know, this team is if, – if that's his idea of tough. Now that's how they got through that Then this team game. is tough. You know, they, they, the flyers, if they had any kind of effectiveness, they were like, all right, we're not going to let them, you know, right. walk in over the line. And then they did. That was the hard work. They're like, yeah. okay, we'll play dunk right. and chase and right. dig it out and, and grind. Yeah, you you think chances. that you're gonna? You're, you think you, you you think you are tougher than us? Right. You're not. They beat them at that game, and, and we the, were saying we'd like that game to be more convincing and maybe look like the Chicago game where they kind of skated around. Right. That's a team that can't or doesn't clog the neutral zone and lets them come in, and, right. and that's why I think they look like they have so much more dominance over them. Yes, they, but they, they still you know, won. And, and you, yeah, in the playoffs, you are going to play some bigger teams. You are going to play some teams that are going to wear you down. And, right. you know, it is going to come down to, is your speed going to outlast how those teams are playing you? Yeah. Can you stay healthy and can you keep the speed up? But, you know, you look at a lot of these playoff teams, look at the last four teams last year. Calgary, Edmonton, Rangers, uh, Tampa. Right. Tampa was probably the most physical out of those teams. Right. Uh, but the rest of them were skilled, fast teams. That's true. That scored a lot of goals and got solid goaltending. And even Edmonton didn't get solid goaltending, and they still made it to the uh, Western Conference Finals. Yeah. You know, just on basically skill alone. I think sometimes I find myself being a little bit of a Rip Van Winkle Devils fan because even though I know that the league has changed a lot since the Devils had good playoff runs, I kind of forget it sometimes. And you point out something good, that today's league, um, it's the play- deep playoff teams are not relying on the physicality the way they used to. No, not and nowhere near it, like the they way they used to. But um, I don't think they needed as much as they did when the Devils were having deep pl- playoff runs. Right, so, right. you know, I, I'm, you know, maybe just a little bit more than the Devils have now, but not much. Now, this one is that he writes is, again, I think, uh, I don't think this is necessarily a problem. He writes, the recent trend of falling behind early. And yeah, Mm -hmm. we talked about that in the last podcast. Yeah, the first period has turned into a bit of a problem. Yeah, and we said, you know, the one thing that we wanted to see in that Chicago game was come out tough and play Mm -hmm. a good first period. Come out strong and play a good first period. And they did uh, because we told them to. But, you know... yeah, that kind of bothers me. They're slow starts, yeah. but at the same time, I feel like it's very fixable. Yeah, and not something that would uh, deter them from either making the playoffs or having a decent run. So we're just going to kind of go over that one. Yep, and, and I, you know what? Too, I always looked at it as, hey, it's almost like they're they're a learning team still. They're on the team, right? Yes. And th- during these games, they have this skill going on, but they're like kind of gauging their opponent in the first period a little bit more than applying a good strategy. Then after doing that, then they're, it's like, that I felt like sense. it's part of the learning process. Now you take that to the playoffs and, you know, you don't want to spend two games learning your opponent where you didn't win. But now we're not talking about that. No. We're talking about them adjusting after a period or so. And I feel like that's not going to be necessary every game when you're playing the same team. True. So I'm not really that concerned and about it. And chances are, when you go into the playoffs, you're going to be playing a team you've probably played four or more times already. You right. know, so you're, and if you're there's one have... period that's not your strongest, how about the first? Yeah, that's, that's the one you want it to be. Right. I mean, you really need the second and third, and that's what is going to count more. I've, you don't want to dump it in the third. And we saw one game like that. And yeah, it was unfortunate. One game. Right. And, and I do like, and I know we kind of sound like homers a lot with this team, but yeah, here's the thing, like. 
10 years since they have been good. Right. Like, this oh, is the first time. And we were, you know, that, that has, like, this podcast was in the making before this season even started. Right. And we were not expecting this. <laughs> and we talked before, like, all the stuff, you know, all the things they're going to have to do to rebuild, help rebuild this team and, you know, get these young kids playing better and who, yeah. they, who should mean, they bring in. The goaltending was a huge fucking issue. I think and, we kind of agreed and, they were going to be better. Yeah. But we were talking, like, marginally. Right. And we were like, man, if, incrementally, they, can, if yeah. they can be in March... Like, you know, right. there's there's an opening for the playoffs and they just have to, you know, maybe they can get there and play some meaningful hockey at the end of the season and we will be happy with this season. Right. They have completely thrown that out the window and they have turned into a fucking dominant hockey team. Which, and, no, I don't think too many people saw coming I know, to this I didn't. extent. No, I in no way, shape, or form thought no. this team was going to come out and perform like this. No. And... You know, yeah, we're going to talk them up because this is really exciting. It this sure is, is the only team that this whole state has. Uh, that was me. This is the only team that this state has. And for a very long time, it might be the, one of the only good things this state has. Yeah, well, and that's true. for a lot of years, we were a fucking joke. We went from being, a, like you call them, a pseudo-dynasty yeah. to a joke. Yeah. From 2012 on, we were a joke. And... Now, you know, we're playing unbelievable hockey, first place in the Metropolitan, first place in the NHL, and this is exciting. So, yeah, let's talk about it. And when there's an issue and something comes up and there's negative, we're going to be honest about it and we're going to talk about it. But I don't think that, you know, just trying to find things to bitch about is really the way to go. Uh, he writes here, the power play is still middle of the pack. Yeah, power play can definitely get better. Um, but, okay, they're not dead last. Power play too is one of those things that you know you, you just you want it to be uh, getting better and better. You want to definitely fine tune it, but it's such a thing that you ride in waves. Yeah, it's fickle. That this is too early in the season to worry about the power play unless it's complete shit. You, you know, if you had a power play that's ineffective and looking you know in the bottom third of the league and like oh, then you're like saying you can't be you better fix that or else. Yeah, this you know this is something that's easily tunable and I feel like they're going to get there. And, you know, I got a good reason to think that, too, because Palat's going to be awesome on the power play. He's yeah. really what they need, that kind of player, that set-up job, the way he brings in such a you know danger down there in that corner to distract for the rest of the ice. He's uh, he's missed on the power play maybe even more than 5-on-5. Five five, so. And this team is going to get a, a potentially a lot better uh, once he gets into the lineup. And, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you're, about power play, yeah, it can kill you in the playoffs. Because, I, I yeah. mean, go back specifically, last year, President's Trophy winner, right, Florida Panthers. I don't remember who they played in the first round, but okay. they didn't score a playoff, a, a power play goal. Right. Uh, I think they went, did they go seven, uh, Toronto? Or Toronto, no, Toronto had Tampa. I don't remember who they had. Yeah, might have been. remember what happened. might have been Boston. Yeah. So... They they get through the first series without scoring a power play goal. Right. And then they drew Tampa for the second series. Okay. And game one, I think they went 0 for 3 on the power play. And I was talking to my buddy, and he's like, what do you think about Florida? I said, if they don't get this power play fixed, they are getting fucking swept. Yeah. You cannot get into the playoffs and not score a power play goal in however many games. I think it was like six games. Like they went five or whatever in the first series, and then they had the one against Tampa. So six games, you have not scored a power play goal. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they're going to get swept. Yeah. They didn't score a power play goal, and they got swept. So, yes, your special teams has to be at least middle of the road or better yeah. uh, if you want to be able to compete. And, you know, it's – right now, I don't think – I agree with you 100%. They're only going to get better. Uh, and I don't think any of these things are issues that 26 games into the season you should even lose any sleep over. Right now, as a Devil fan, you should just be enjoying the shit out of this ride right. because it is a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, this is the thing that he wrote that just – it pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Goaltending is still somewhat of a concern. Okay. <sighs> I'm yeah, going to read the whole thing here. So concerning. I'm going to read the whole... Well, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's fucking long. But... So... 
He writes here, you may be surprised that I brought up goaltending with how well Vanacek has played, but with him emerging as the Devils' number one goaltender, we are entering uncharted waters as he assumes a starter's workload. Perhaps he'll hold up fine. His previous career high is 42 games, which he did last season, and perhaps he won't. I don't have a crystal ball to give you a definite answer. He doesn't have a crystal ball. If you were That's wondering nice if he did, about that. does not have I was wondering it. how he got all this, these hot takes, and I assumed it was a crystal ball. You assumed wrong. Oh, okay. Apparently well, it's, it's uh, I don't know, tarot cards? Oh. He didn't say he didn't have tarot cards. Not yet he didn't. Okay. Let's keep reading. We won't know whether or not he can do it until he does it. Oh. <laughs> he loves what I like to call the self-evident statement. Yes, he does. You know, it's not raining if the sun's out. Unless it's a sun shower. But he doesn't even do those. No, yet. he's like, it's not raining unless it is. Right. The Devils will likely pick one goaltender and ride him for as long as they're in the postseason, as every game at that point is a must-win and they must ride the hot hand. I'd love nothing more for that to be Vanacek, but injuries happen and goaltending is fickle to begin with. Then he writes, to potentially complicate matters further, we know that Mackenzie Blackwood... This guy sounds like Niles from Cheers. (laughs) He's like, he's not even going to be Frazier. Yeah, he's he's Niles. That's who he is. I would like nothing more, Sam. (laughs) To potentially complicate matters further, we know that Blackwood will be back at some point in the next few weeks. Where? With this team? We don't know that. Yeah, and we we definitely don't know that. Blackwood hasn't looked much better than he did the last two seasons, I'll bet with a small sample size this season. Akira Smead has outplayed him to this point. I agree with that 100%. Devils do have the ability to send Smead down without clearing waivers, which would be a huge fucking mistake, my words, not his. But we're also now at the point where the Devils are good and bad goaltending performances like what we've seen from Blackwood the last few years can no longer be tolerated. That's an annoying sentence. I don't even know if that was English. (laughs) Especially when the Devils appear to have multiple options that are better right now. Wait a second. You have a a guy that you brought in from Washington in Vanacek who is playing fantastic for you. Right. So your only main concern is that he has not had a starter's workload in his career because he hasn't been a starter in his career because he was number two in Washington last year. Okay. And he's saying that Schmid is playing good, but there's the Blackwood issue. I mean, uh, that's that's the one part I really won't agree with. Yeah. Because it's not an issue. It, it should like, be. You just handle that and manage it. Look, could Blackwood make his way back into this line, lineup? Sure. But not unless Smith starts playing bad or also gets injured. That's, that's it. it. That's the only. That's the only way. So if he wants to say, "Look, um, Vanacek, uh, I'll give him like a, you know, uh, going into the playoffs, the highest I can give him, no matter how good he's playing this year, is a B plus. Why? Because you have your Vasilevskis and other guys that you're going to say, head to head matchup. Who are you picking? How many people are going to go with Vanacek despite a stellar year this year? I think Devils fans will because they see so much of him and they'd be like, no, you don't understand. This guy's hot. But I get the point of this tool bag, which, you know, just the way he does it annoys me. His actual point, if I'm reading it correctly, is that uh, Vanacek doesn't have the deep playoff experience. So, you know, in a playoff experience, goaltender is going to count for something. Okay, fine. It's definitely not. Yeah, but Blackwood's not that guy. Oh, no. This now, is absolutely right. Absolutely. But, so there's a second point of like maybe what do we do about the, the second goalie question? It's not even a question. No, it's not. No. From now on, no and, and like you said, unless there is a, a drastic decrease in play or an injury, mm-hmm. Vanacek and Schmid should be your two goalies. I don't give yeah, a fuck it. what they do with Blackwood. No. Have them run the fucking Zamboni. I don't care. Just these are the two guys. They're playing fantastic. And he writes here... The hope is that someone, anyone, emerges, grabs the proverbial brass ring, yeah, really and like runs that. with it. Yeah. What has Vanacek done that makes you think that he has not grabbed your your fucking proverbial brass ring, whatever his fucking whatever whatever his fucking idea of that is? Yeah, uh, you know, ring. the guy is playing extremely good hockey. I just and keep to thinking your of point, Sonic the Hedgehog. When he says that. Yeah, yeah, I do too. That's yeah. all I fucking think about. You're right. I don't know, but so we need Sonic the Hedgehog. It, no, but I don't either. But this guy, I, I mean, to, Vanacek is playing good. Schmid's playing fantastic as the backup. Blackwood, right. in my opinion, and apparently in your opinion as well, has no place on this team at this moment. 
Yeah. At this moment. I don't it's, give a shit. Get it. It's a weird thing. In fact, every goalie who's out there has some story how they kind of lucked their way into the position. I know it sounds crazy because they're amazing, talented stuff because it's such a weird position where they're going to play who's hot, not right. just in this guy's mind. And you, you get opportunities for fucking weird reasons, and that's how they rose from one level to the next. There was always some story of how they got in there. And so he's got a point. Could Blackwood find himself playing on this team? Here's a crazy one. It sounds crazy now. Could Blackwood end up being our goalie in the playoffs? Yeah. All you need is two fucking injuries. Yeah. Maybe three because we got a Bernier to think about too. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, If that was going to be the case, that would be because uh, despite the, uh, oh, my God, goalie problems, two major injuries, Vanacek, Smead, they're gone. We're going to have to find somebody besides Blackwood. That would be the next thing you think. Yeah, because be on the market, you lose, try to replace. You lose those two guys, then your, your right. season is in jeopardy. Which is a far cry from what yeah. we got now. Right now, I'll, I, I think these are brass ring runners. Yeah, in, I, in I think terms. they might be known for his, about. His, his brass cock ring. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the brass know. balls on this guy. <laughs> you know, it, it's... You know, it's funny that you say, like, you know, yeah, put the Devils or Vanacek or Schmid up against, you know, Vasilevsky or Sisterkin or, you know, any other number of, you know, Allmark in, in Boston. And, sure. yeah, people will take them. And, you know, it's funny because you go back, and again, I'm not comparing any of these guys to Marty Brodeur. Right. But how many years did it take for Brodeur to get any fucking respect in this league? Yeah. You know, I mean, he got the Calder Cup, and that's great and everything. But you know what that means. You only get certain level right. of respect yeah. for that. Well, you know, he's, and, yeah. but, you know, but you're not you know, this guy. You're not I mean, that guy. He's, even he, when the Olympics rolled this around. Playoff, this guy, yeah. When the exactly. Olympics rolled around. Oh, and, yeah. You know, oh, we're starting Joseph. We're right. starting Belfort. We're, yeah. you know. Even Luongo, and, they wanted to get his spot right. over him. It's like, and fucking it's Luongo. Like, you know, you I have, love Luongo, but come on. But what world? in their primes was Marty not better than Luongo. And Brodeur, I don't think, started getting the respect until he honestly, probably till he won the third cup. And then people were like, wait a second, this guy really is one of the best ever. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, just Devil fans have known that forever. And I, again, I do see a lot of similarities yes. in Vanacek's play and Brodeur's play. Now, to you know, there's no chance he's ever going to get to Brodeur's Status and if he did, you know that would be the greatest thing. Well, the but, biggest problem is nobody's ever going to play that many games well, this season. Yes, that's so. It's going to be very hard to break. I'm not talking about just breaking records. I'm talking yeah. about just winning, yeah. winning consistently, that kind of, being yeah. that guy that for the next five, six years, hopefully longer. You know, you know, we have a solid guy back there. Absolutely, and you know, and every night New they Jersey give you has a, a real number win. one goalie since Marty. Yeah, no, they no, don't. We haven't. No. Not somebody that you and felt be comfortably that year after year that, well, that's one position we don't have to worry about. Yep. And so, and then he writes, do the Devils need another defenseman? He did write one thing in here that I completely disagree with. So, he says the most common complaint among the Devils defensemen has circled around Brendan Smith continuing to draw into the lineup over Kevin Ball. Me personally, I'm just saying, I don't really have a big problem with him drawing in the lineup over Kevin Ball. Uh, I like Kevin Ball, but Brendan Smith is playing very good hockey right now. And I just, I would maybe like to see him, you know, maybe divvy up the games a little bit. I do want to see Ball a little bit more. I want to see Ball too, but you know what I think should happen there? Severson. Yeah. I I don't think I pull out Smith when I can pull out Severson. Well, does Severson play the same side as Ball? No, you're right. There's practicality, but it's kind of a bummer. Says the second most common complaint likely has to do with the patented Damon Severson defensive gaff that typically winds up in the back of the devil's net. He finally wrote something we fucking agree yeah, with. But the reality is that they've actually played pretty well in their third pairing role. Again, that's true. Yeah. The devil's top four is locked in right now. Siegenthaler, Hamilton, Graves, Marino. Um, they're not going. They're going nowhere. Nor should they. Thank you. Okay. Maybe the distribution of ice time will fluctuate, but the Devils are already playing Marino, Hamilton, Seekenthal over 20 minutes a night. Okay. Uh, so I don't see much changing in that respect. The one potential wrinkle could pop up later in the season. This is kind of interesting. Is it the Devils sign Luke Hughes to an ELC after Michigan's season ends and or if Simone Nemec does enough in Utica to earn a long look? 
Working rookie defensemen into the lineup, though, can be tricky, as there will be growing pains even with players as talented as the youngest Hughes and Nemec. Okay. So, okay, that's kind of interesting. You know, do I think if you were to bring a Hughes or Nemec in uh, over, let's say, Severson, I'd be okay with that. Um, uh, and then he writes here, I don't know that the Devils have the roster space to add another veteran defenseman, but with Ball being able to be sent down, I wouldn't rule out the possibility. Then this is what... Uh, lastly, since it falls under the umbrella... This umbrella, no. I don't believe the Devils should trade pending unrestricted free agents Ryan Graves or Damon Severson at the deadline. Anyway, I'll explain more of this closer to the deadline. Uh, getting a second, a future second-round pick for Severson so you don't, quote-unquote, lose him for nothing does nothing for me when you can win a championship right now. The Devils well, owe it to you the fan to base to go for it. Doesn't hurt. So he he honestly is is under the the idea that Damon Severson, yeah, like Graves, is a positive. Right, that's what he's saying. The but he Devils just kind of said have, he gives his, a lot of these giveaways, but he's but, okay with that. I guess. Right, exactly. And, oh, and, alrighty. And Tom Fitzgerald has every intention. And I, look, I don't know him, but I know he's got a fucking brain. Has every intention of locking up Ryan Graves. Yeah, well, he, he, unless Ryan Graves is really determined to go hit the open market or go play someplace else, he's going to sign with the Devils and he's going to make get a nice contract to do it. Yeah, I will also tell you, and I don't know for sure, but I know that Tom Fitzgerald is not a stupid person. He is not planning on signing Damon Severson after this season. There are too I many. I wonder about that. This organization seemed very not, high on him. If, not with if, Hughes. From day one, I'm like, why are they this fucking high on him? I don't know. So, but, I, maybe they're not anymore, but I, I don't know. But is Tom Fitzgerald really that high on him? He didn't grasp him. It came from the top. You down, know? Right? No, but maybe not. Maybe you, not. You think that he's. Uh, what was the old joke that Jay Pandolfo was Lou Lamorello's illegitimate love child? That's why he That's got so much is. nice time. <laughs> yeah. So no, like so, Severson is not going to be a devil next year. Yeah, they, yeah. they're not going to re-sign him unless they sign him to a you know baseline bullshit contract. But Damon Severson can will be much. It much be, be much more advantageous for him to go someplace else and play. Oh, I think he, he wants to. But some of the comments he said already. He does not want to fall into a you know role. I don't think he likes being the third pairing. No, I don't think he likes the reduction and and not that any player would, but I don't think he wants to stay here if that's his role. Well, like and this guy's he's right in that we need Severson. We can right. win with him. Which I'm going to put aside my argument saying actually he's a net, net negative on the team and that's why you need to replace him with somebody who's not a net negative. And look, let's let's just put that aside. Do you think that he really wants to stay with this team next year and be that kind of role? I don't think he does. To I think be the kind of third defenseman pairing? No, not no, when he was it. the big fish in the small pond three yeah. years ago. It seems like he's having trouble adjusting to that already. And a, f- a few of the comments I've seen him in articles and after games and during inter- you know game intermission interviews, he sounds like he's kind of you know ticked with his lot here in this team. You oh. know, if that's the case, that's you know he's definitely going to be. Uh, trade. So I, I honestly, yeah. we've been saying this for a while. There's no way after whatever the trade deadline is, March, whatever, that Damon Severson is on this team. Yeah. Um, and and I don't think that when they make a trade, uh, if they do, which they are probably certain to, I do not think it's going to be a defenseman. I really don't. Yeah. Um, and he writes his last one here. Do the Devils lack a sniper? Hmm. Do they lack a sniper, Dan? Um, what do we mean of, as a sniper? Let's think about some of the great snipers and how we stack up. Ovechkin is a great sniper. Yeah, absolutely. But um, does any team have an Ovechkin other than Washington? Yeah, well, let's just say the, the, the sniper uh, market on those terms is pretty tight market. Yeah. And you know, realistically, who could you add who's in that elite cal- caliber of sniper? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But I don't any know if the Devils need a sniper. I mean, I think that they have some guys on this team that are capable of being a sniper and I being know. that guy. 
Some of them, uh, they just swoop in, and it's hard to say that's not a sniper position. Like, at so many times, Sharon Govich uh, that's acts as a sniper. Exactly who I was thinking. Yeah, he just, like, yeah. comes in out of nowhere, and next thing you know, it's a brilliant shot. It's in the net. And, and, you know, he's not getting a ton of ice time at this moment, but right. I do expect that to change. Uh, but, you know, I mean, when you have our defensemen score regularly, yep. uh, our, all four lines score regularly. Yes. We don't have a weak link in that department. All four lines score uh, and are capable of scoring. And every night, it's somebody else. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a team like, you know, uh, even you take Edmonton. Right. And, and you take Drysaddle and, and McDavid away. Right. They're not a good team. No. You take, you know, Jack Hughes and Jasper Brad out of this lineup, they can still score some goals. Well, well maybe not yeah, those two, But, no, they can still score goals. And, yeah, we got the balanced team, and, right. and, and Edmund is not deep. No. And that's the problem. So, I mean, and they have snipers. They have two. Yep. And so, no, I don't think the Devils need a sniper. I think to win in the playoffs, you don't need that sniper. You need I don't even team know you, you could play. call McDavid a, a sniper. Yeah. He's just like... A, Force of nature can do anything. He is ridiculous. Yeah, but you know they they this team you win in the playoffs by playing as a team by getting contributions from all four lines by being able to roll all four lines regularly right. and getting great goaltending. That's how you win in the playoffs. Yeah. And I don't think this team has too many flaws at this moment. That I you know the term sniper is weird. Because I'm trying to think of others that maybe we had in the past to kind of fill that role, like Dougie Gilmore. No. I, I know. Uh, what's the closest we had to snipers on some of the Devils teams? Because those very similarly had some balanced scoring, too. Like, it was lower scoring than this, but it was balanced. And uh, I mean, you know, to go back and think, oh, who know, was a sniper? Riche. Yeah. Count yeah. A sniper, I maybe. So. Maybe you can put Riche in there. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, like, yeah. I mean, all the – they go through the, the Stanley Cup winning teams, and we didn't have that one guy that, you know, right. you could just set up and, you know, on a power play that, you know – It's it's almost a, like a sniper is a very skilled guy who would rather shoot more than pass. Right. You know, and, and that's what I'm thinking of the older players. They come back and they kind of turn to sniping because they don't do the – they're not going to beat the guys one-on-one and set up the plays anymore like they used to with the right. same frequency. Or maybe they never wanted to, like Ovechkin. Yeah, you know, he, he has scored, you know, with passing. But most of the time, his assists are, you know, because of unintentional plays like that. And he's known for those sniping those goals. That's what he's you know all about. Yeah, I don't think that they are in need of any of these things really. And the thing that really ticks me off the most because I hear it from a lot of Devil fans is this talk of Mackenzie Blackwood. Like, you know, well, yeah, and and, and Blackwood's coming back too, like to where? Like you said, where yeah. where is he coming back? Now, I'd like, like to I know notice what has been happening for do this they have to, almost third of a season. And I don't know much about this. Uh I got to actually look at it. Well, I'm going to do some research on this cuz I want to figure this out and have this to talk about on Sunday when we talk, but right. if they're going to send Blackwood down to the AHL, um, I don't even know how that works. Yeah, I mean, does he have to clear waivers? Does he? I don't understand because if he has to clear waivers, I somebody's some going to claim him. Yeah, you can't just send any player. Right, play, right. Like so, you have to have, I think, like like two way contracts and all that. Right, because yeah. right now you have Schmid playing on a two way contract, right. so he doesn't have to clear waivers. But you know, Blackwood doesn't have a. a, a I know, contract. and I was thinking this would be the one thing that. Is that business side of hockey that I'll be honest with you, I never really got into. Once in a while, you hear this crazy shit about they have a guy play for one day and they had to for business reason to keep him going, you know? And like, okay, this? right, right. And then they could send him back down again. Like, why is this guy here? Oh, it's just a. It's a contract thing. And they kind of did that with Nemec in the beginning of the season, right? Because yeah. they had to send him down because if they kept him up then they, they would him owe him contract. more money on right. like uh, incentives or something that would go against the cap and it was yeah know. some fucking nonsense it gets crazy all the financials on it to be honest I'm, I know some people get really good at understanding all that stuff and that shit bores me to tears. Yeah, you're not going to get that on this podcast. I mean, I'll listen to you, and I'll try to stay awake if you get into the <laughs> details of, of all the lawyerly stuff. No, but I, I would like to know what it would take for Blackwood. Like, just yeah. as simple as, would he have to clear waivers? And then yeah, if somebody claims Zamboni. to... Is that in his contract? No Zamboni driving. I don't know. Um, I didn't take a look at his contract. I bet it's online. I bet you can look at it and, uh, and see. It, it, yeah. Is it public it, record? Really, public work? Most contracts are, under, uh, are online. Really? Yeah. 
the hell out of here. Really? I'm telling you, look him up right now. Look up Mackenzie Blackwood's right. contract. That's just putting some asshole says, on the internet telling him, so here's what he's got. Here. And see if it says that he is not allowed to drive the Zamboni or before he gets sent down to Utica, he has to learn how to drive the Zamboni. Or, hmm. I don't know. Maybe he'll be the mascot. Why don't you just make you know Blackwood says the here? mascot? It says that in the event he can't play for your team, he can shoot you with the water gun full of piss. That's Which I am, this is the oddest contract I've ever seen. Yeah, but he's a fucking weird dude. I totally yeah. understand. And he probably represents himself. Yeah, and at this point, let's just call it a piss gun, because it's not a piss water gun if it's just pissing. It's a good point. You know? Uh, but no, it says here in twenty two twenty three Blackwood will earn a base salary of four million one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. So we're both wow. doing pretty well. Wow! And he will carry a cap hit of two point eight million. Wow! So there's they they throw this, and I've heard this all the time. Here's his contract, but it's only this much cap. Yeah, hit. towards the cap. I don't right. even understand what that means. It, it's Why just, it's not the same thing? I don't even know. Well, how long is this contract for? Um, this doesn't say. Cause okay, this so, is, like, because it, it probably has where, you know, some of that money could have been a signing bonus, could have been incentive-based or however, or doesn't go against the cap. Uh, it's it's weird how they work yeah, this I, shit. I know you're right, where, but I still don't follow how, because, it, like, I don't get it. Like, it says, like, a lot of times, what they'll do... Million this year, but only... 2.8 on the cap. Like, a lot of times what they'll do with the NFL, for instance, right? So let's say that I sign you to a, a $10 million contract. Okay. And But I need to clear cap space, right? And I owe you $5 million left on your contract. And okay. I have to clear some cap space because I want to sign, you know, OBJ. Okay. And I need $5 million that I owe you. Just give it to me. We won't tell anybody. I turn it around and I write it up where I put it into a signing bonus. And then you get it that way. So it doesn't go against the cap. I so they like can fucking maneuver $5 all this shit. $2 bills. $2 bills. Right. Soaked in urine. Oh, wow. <laughs> there it goes. So anyway, let's get back to hockey. All right. What do you think? Islanders tomorrow night. Big, big week next week. But let's talk about the Islanders first. Yeah, yeah. Um, you said it's up to rock, right? Going to be a tougher opponent. And, you know, definitely they can be equal to this task. You know what I thought was a nice little thing? We'll see after a good win and a little bit too long of a break. You know, like yeah. I like the two-day yeah. breaks. When you get longer than that, it's like uh, – so we'll see. Hopefully they're not knocking any rust off and – that first period comes off like the last game instead of like a couple previous games. Vanacek gets the start? Yeah, I think I was looking at this stretch. We were talking about this. I don't see why not. I mean, I, this is not where he puts me in. I see that one-two starter role as you're just looking to rest your guy on back-to-backs or right. if he has any injuries. But, you know, I don't know if I'm with most coaching teams now agree with me on that because they might want to work in – even more, and, and this—if you were, had that idea, yeah, this would be a good one to work speeded. I don't. I would rather put Vanacek in. I agree because it's been a layoff. So now, especially, back back. I agree. So I think Vanacek plays. I think it's going to be a tough game, um, and I, I do expect the Devils to to play well. Uh, not really concerned about the rust, but I get your point. Now, go on. We're going to do a show on Sunday where we're going to preview. The four games next week. Next week yeah. is a tough week. Next tough week, week is a week, week. that's going to kind of, at the end of the week, you're, you're going to be like, wow, this team is seriously for real. Or, you know, maybe these guys do have a little bit of work they have to do. Right. I think this is a week that will be very telling. And I know that we have Monday, the Rangers in the Garden, Tuesday, Dallas at home. Right. So the one question, because I don't want to get too into that because I want to talk about that all on Sunday. Sure. Which game does Schmid play? Which game does Vanacek play? I don't think it matters too much. You want to know the truth? It really doesn't matter. Um, you know, Vanacek, to get to be your guy and, and you have a chance now to establish something of that he's got an advantage on the Rangers, I like that. I like that because, you know, if between the two teams you're going to see in the playoffs, it's the Rangers. So why not have your number one? Get a shot at you know dominating them the regular season, if that's possible to have your number one get the uh, wins under his belt against this playoff team that you might face. I think that's more valuable than him, you know, getting the uh, advantage against Dallas for some reason. All right, well, you know, what I mean? you know now 
I thought the opposite for different reasons, right. but your point and my reasons were Dallas is the better team. Yeah. So yeah, Vanacek should play against Dallas and Schmid should play against the Rangers. But I get, I get that. But your point, I think, is more realistic, makes more sense. And you, so now I, I, I think it should be Vanacek against the Rangers because I do agree with you more than I didn't think about that. You do want to establish that. You want the Rangers for the next few yeah. years, if you can, right. you want the Rangers to be like, yeah, not a fucking banner check again, like Brodor did for them. And you know, like like, like Lundqvist did game. for the Devils for fucking True. how many years? Absolutely. And, and even if he lost a close game, you know, it's not like, oh, you got to win with Vanacek because it'll piss off the Rangers and, and be dominant over him. No, but like this is a team you're going to play in the playoffs probably compared to Dallas. Yes. Right? So I don't know. That's what I was thinking. But you make a good point that, you know, hey, they might need him a little bit more in Dallas. I don't know. I mean, is serviceable. Yeah, Smith has shown that he yeah. can play against anybody, uh, especially Ottawa. Yeah. yeah, he loves Ottawa. And you know what? This is this is a great uh, advantage of having a backup you really believe in. Yeah, because right. I'll play him against Dallas. I think it's going to be a great experience for him. Now you get to play against a legitimate league leading team right yeah. now. Yeah, and um, I think he's up for up to the task enough to where you're not worried about it and like oh, I don't want to drop these points. Dude, he's up on points too. That's why. Definitely he's played. fucking huge. He is. He's a monster, he's right? Six five. I know. That yeah. is a fucking big dude. Yeah, he is. Man, well, I do want to say Jared W. Moore from SB Nation, yes. all about Jersey. Yeah. We're just taking a piss, Jared. Right. Just because we don't agree with you doesn't mean that we want to skirt you with a piss gun. I think in the end, even though I bitched a little bit about the way he said some of the things, I ended up agreeing with and You want to know something else, though? Yeah. You did? You fell in love with him? Yeah. And also, I mean, a lot Vogel. more people are reading his stuff than yeah. listening to our shit, so... Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> because you just counted us as reading... His shit. So that's two more right there. So that's yeah. true. true. That's true. So if you ever listen to this podcast, and if somehow you know it ever turns up in yeah. your uh, playlist, we're just having some fun with you. But yeah, you, know, you know what? Too, we're very accessible. Yeah, we want to come on and tell us argue why we're your assholes. points. We'll arrange that we'll and find tell us how you know if you know we're it, like Dan said that. Just tell us that we're assholes. I mean, we already know we are, but. You know what? Remember when we were talking about? I thought that when I was saying that, uh, I thought that <laughs> the Flyers or the Flames did win a cup. Yeah, they didn't. Did, they didn't, they didn't no, win a cup. No. I didn't think so. Yeah, I was wrong. I just, you know what? I I don't remember some of these things enough to say argue my point because I, I if I had to name all the cup winning teams starting backwards from last year, I'm gonna fall apart really quickly. I think it all do, blends together for me. I can do like early '90s up to maybe early 2000s, right? And then but, you start. But like I said, when they went on strike and we lost the whole year, I quit hockey. I was so fucking pissed off and so right. fed up. So you I were on strike. I was on strike. Yeah. And in my defense, when the Flames were in the finals, yeah. I was in Vegas for that whole final, and I was pretty. Fucked up most of they didn't that even have vacation in Vegas. Oh, it was on everywhere. Every fucking bar had it. every sports book well, uh, everywhere. I was yeah, just true. too. Yeah, I met the team. No, they didn't have hockey yeah. in <laughs> Vegas at the time. No, yeah. but I, I was uh, I was definitely not in any uh, shape to follow anything. Yeah, yeah. So it was fun. Yeah. All right. Well, well, it was a good time to be away from it because honestly, like. I feel like a lot of it blended together. Yeah, it, it did. Like, you know? It did. Especially when the Devils were just so bad for so long. And, yeah. You, you know, know, and that's that's the thing. When you have your team, it, it's so much more exciting when they're in it. And that's why the season is so exciting because you got your team. You know, and especially here. Like, you know, yeah. if the Devils, you know, you watch all the games. And even when they suck, you know, you're watching them. But if you want to watch decent hockey, you know, you want to watch good teams, you have to go, like, watch the Rangers or watch the Islanders or, you know, and that's not... I don't want to fucking do that. If no. I have to listen to Sam Rosen, he'd scream, It's a power play goal! Shut the fuck up, dude. It's a pretty good Sam. Thanks, dude. Yeah. I've been practicing that in my shower. I think you just got to, like, put a little something in the back of your the throat little, to, like... Oh, he's got a little back of the throat thing. Does he? Yeah, you're right. He does. I don't know. Let me work on that. It's, maybe it's even higher than that. Maybe it's like in between the nose and the It throat. is nasal. Yeah, it is nasal. a little yeah. nasal. It's a, I, I'll work on it. I'm going to do it. The next time I'm going to have Sam. 
I mean, I'm not criticizing. It was a pretty good effort. Better than I could do. Go ahead, try it. <laughs> uh, I don't even think I can know how to start with that. It's a power play goal. I mean, what that the sounds fuck like is a that? <laughs> hey, yo. I don't know what that, that was. Fucking horrible. <laughs> it's a power play goal. No, that you sound like an operator. <laughs> <laughs> I I can feel it. I know what he sounds like. He sounds like when you got something stuck between your throat and your nose. You know, a, a bad head cold, right. and right. that's what he sounds like to me. Um, but I can't force that right now. No, you don't want to try again. Uh, you know, there's only so many uh, minutes you can record on these things. I'd love to. I'm sure people are enjoying it, but I'm not. I'm no, no, no. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta get them. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, it's a power play goal. Is that it? You're, you're close. You sounded almost me, just let me like. Let try a, it one more time. Hold on. Hey, right, do it. Okay. Ready? That's good, man. Wow. Thank that you. was great. Thank you. I. How'd you get the applause in the background? You know, I kind of had to do some of that to get in the Sam Rose mindset. <laughs> that was fantastic. Thank you. Holy shit. So I, I, I guess I can do impressions after. You, you really can. Yeah. Do That's your Bob good. Hope on next one. Um, yeah, as soon as you pull that out. <laughs> All right. He does a great Don Knotts. That's it, guys. <laughs> We're yeah. showing our fucking age. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, seriously, seriously, what did we see Don Knotts on? This was a fucking train wreck. Enjoy this episode of Uncle Puckers, Uncle Puckers, and we yeah. will see you when we see you. Yes. Puckers out. <laughs> Chris, do you remember when it used to be easy to go out somewhere to eat and, and find something you liked when you went out to eat? Like, it used to be easy. I do remember that it used to be easy. And you know what, Dan? It still is easy. What? You know why? Why? Because if you want to go someplace for good food, fantastic entrees. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking like the best burgers in South Jersey. Okay. It's used to be's. What? Used to be's Island Eatery. Oh, yes. Used to be's. Used to be's. Used to be's Island Eatery located at 287 Route 35 in Manilokan, New Jersey, Dan. Stop in. They have... Great food, fantastic entrees. Jesper Bratt, big, big fan of the Sesame Tuna. And mm. and they have lots of TVs. You can watch all your devil games, your football games. Yeah, but I want somewhere I can see live music. You know what? You can see live music at used to be. You know, you know what else is good? You like bar bingo, Dan? You like trivia? They oh, have yeah. it all. Oh, absolutely. All week. And you know what's best about used to be's this time of year? No Benny's? There are no bennies, but the second best thing <laughs> about the about used to be's this time of year. You want to have a holiday party? I used to be's is the place to have a holiday party. We man. should do our Uncle Pucker's holiday party. Me, this year. you, and nobody else. <laughs> and they can accommodate me and you, and up to maybe fifty other people if we knew or gave a shit about fifty other people, even imaginary people. <laughs> No, but you know what? Used to be sounds like a great place, and I think I'm going to go there. You probably should. And you know what? You should think about getting for, you know, I don't know, your your mother, your brother, maybe a little stocking stuffer. Don't talk about my mother. Used to be's gift gift cards. That sounds great. You can buy them online. You can buy them in the restaurant, you can walk in and say to one of the beautiful bartenders working, I would like a gift card for Dan's mom, and they will sell it to you. What if she's not beautiful? <laughs> That's no way to talk about your mother. <laughs> Used to bees. It's the bees knees. It's over.